Hello, everybody. It's Graham Cove with another My Music. Thanks for joining us uh, wherever you're coming from today. And uh, I hope you're going to enjoy the next uh, 30 minutes or so when I'm talking to Stevie Nicole Brown. It's unusual uh, for me to be speaking to someone in Somerset. That is quite unusual. I mean, I tend to speak to people uh, in music from all over the world. You get a lot in major sort of cities, London, Manchester, etc., other side of the world, New York, etc. Somerset. That's what <laughs> it's all about today. Uh, there, there was a sort of modern myth that the only music that came from Somerset is the Wurzels. We're trying uh to gonna, we're going to try and put that right after this. I heard you laugh when I said the Wurzels because anybody that spent any time in Somerset will know uh, who the Wurzels are and will also know that, you know, they have, they play a prominent, you know, part and position in the, the Somerset landscape of music. Um, nothing wrong with the Wurzels at all. Um, and you've got to give it to them. They have been going forever. And they're yeah. still going and they're still they're still out there playing. But it is what you know, it is what you get sometimes when you, you say, yeah, I'm from I or I live in because I'm not from originally, but I'm from Somerset. And people go, ah, Wurzels. Definitely. Yeah. Have you found a little bit of that as you've been going uh around? I have actually, in a sense, I think as well, when you say Somerset, people automatically associate you with like cider and yeah. Oh. The so it's, it's very much that. I mean, I did um, a few years ago get to support the Wurzels and um, my music is completely different. Um, but I didn't know if they thought she's from somewhere. So she, you know, she probably sounds like them and sings about cider, which, which I don't. So uh, yeah. That was, did it go quite, did it go well that gig? Did it, was it, was it a little bit, uh, was I think, it, uh, I think they're quite generous. I think the Wurzels are quite generous with their their time, and you know, and I think they've got a, a full appreciation of other music. So, yeah. I mean, yeah, it did go well. To be fair, um, I think though, you know, like when you've got an audience that are there for particularly that kind of music, it's um, you know, you've got to try and draw them into your own originals that you know not many people are going to know necessarily. Um, so it's it's a tough one, but I always like a challenge. So you know, it was and it was fun. I got to, I drink beer, so I got to drink beer and watch them. So yeah. Oh, there you go. Yeah, I was going to say I'm a beer drinker. I'm not a, although I'm a teetotal beer drinker now. So I only drink non-alcoholic beers, which there are some very good ones from the Bristol area, etc. Uh, but yeah, I'm not. You know, it's you're almost like a heathen in mm. Somerset if you don't drink cider. Yes. Um, <laughs> I literally live five minutes down the road from a cider mill. Uh, yeah. Perry, if you're watching, 
it's it's great. It's great cider. Um, it's just it's not my bag, baby. I, it's not it's not it's not my thing. What is your thing musically, and in terms of you know what? Growing up, what did you listen to? Oh, so growing up, so originally I started like singing in musical theatre. So right. I listened to a lot of like theatre stuff. I listened to Annie, like the amount of time I used to tally how many oh, times Annie. Yeah, the musical. Like I always wanted to to play her as like a young child, um, and I got to eventually, which was amazing. And then that got me into to music, but I took the theatrical way first before I took the like solo artist way. Oh, that's brilliant. Where 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 did you go to study? Um, so I actually went. So when I studied um in college, I went to SCAT. Yeah. Um, I think it might have changed now, so it shows my age. But um, yeah, it's called Bridgewater and Taunton College or something like that. Yeah, I think yeah. it's definitely changed. But I went there for like performing arts, and then kind of discovered myself as a solo artist and then went to Bristol to BIM. Um, oh, yeah. So yeah, and that's where I kind of found my sound essentially at that time and and like my vibe, let's say. Um, so yeah, I listened, I listened to a mixture because my dad's into music a lot and he loves, um, I don't know if you know, do you know Big Country? Mm-hmm, yeah. I listened to, um, what, Def Leppard. I listened to a lot of that kind of stuff, which doesn't actually come into my style of writing but it was always fun to listen to, to that I've always listened to and I'm going to say it I love my pop music as well my yeah. electric um so, well, big, so big country that was a, a they were called big country but that's a big sound as well like big drums and you know it's uh other other bands from that sort of era that were very much like that would think people like run rig you probably remember run rig as well or your dad might have listened to run rig yeah, yeah. um yeah. big you know, I love I love that whole era. Things like Simple Minds as well. You know, it's all kind of yeah, which was really interesting growing up. You know, listening to that one day and then musical theatre the next, and quite quite different in a lot of ways. But theatrical, yeah. in a way, theatrical. All of it is quite you know, it's quite about grabbing the attention. It's not subtle. None of that subtle music, is it? No, not. What I love about it. <laughs> oh, I've got to ask you actually, because you mentioned Annie, uh, the remake of Annie. Yes or no? I haven't seen it. Um, yeah. Not the remake. I think because I'm, I love the original so much. I don't watch like Annie two, thing like that. Because, like, I'm all for like making new films, but sometimes. I don't know if this gonna gonna cause you know, but it's um I don't like a remake of an original film when you've got so much love for it. So yeah, yeah but I'm guessing you have. I have, yeah, I have. You know, and uh, I'll probably stick away from uh, giving any kind of opinion on it. I mean, you know, it's uh, uh, Annie, but with hip hop. Um, uh, you know, it 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 might work for somebody, um, but it doesn't necessarily for me. You say that. But you, I, you know, when we look at you on on the internet, you do cover other people's songs. Are you quite conscious then, when you've covered other people's songs and put them out there on things like Insta or whatever, that that you might get that kind of opinion from other people? Yeah, that definitely. you are doing something with somebody's precious song that everybody loves or whatever. What what when you go to make a cover of something? What 
enables you to to frame that in your way or feel comfortable that you've you've done the right approach to it um i think it really stems from having a your own kind of connection with the song um and then portraying it like i do a song um by the darkness thing called love and i really love that song, but i've slowed like i've slowed it right down so it's just me and acoustic guitar and people obviously they'll say they like it or they don't which is obviously completely valid it's their own opinion for me i i think i connect with that song and i like to make it my own and that's how i think i stem from it like i wouldn't want to personally myself sing with backing backings because i don't feel music i can change it my my personal self so um yeah if i've got me and a guitar i think just by sitting there playing it through seeing if there's a connection and if there is then I hope that portrays in my performance. Um, mm. and, you know, some people don't like it. Some people do. Um, so one of those... that's an interesting choice of song as well, isn't it? Because it, it, in a way, it's especially for, from the darkness angle on it. It's it's quite a fun song. Yeah. Right. But to take it and mold it into something that's a little bit slower and 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 actually sort of perhaps you know has a bit more emotional impact with it not saying it doesn't justin if you're watching and i hope he is watching because oh do you love his podcast or what do you watch justin hawkins right again yeah i do my brother he's he introduced me to it um so good so good you know if if you're watching this and you're you know you're listening to stevie's song we, we hope that you enjoy it that's all I'm saying. I really hope you enjoy it. And we love your podcast. Thank you very much for doing it. It's it's great. What about your own music? When when did you, or how long did it take you to find your own voice? Um, it did take me a while. So um, I started learning the guitar self-taught um, and then I had a few lessons. So I think by playing my own instrument, it helped me to um, play around with my vocals with it because I play like quite open chords. So I like to play around with my voice more than the guitar itself. Um, so it, it took me some time. Like you, when you start out, you kind of write songs that like my, if I listen back to my first songs, they're like very, very cheesy, but it's what developed me into who I am now. Like, so for me, I suppose like when I realized you could write songs about your own experiences, because mm. I, I now that music is a lot more raw and it's and they're not afraid to say certain things about like mental well-being, LGBT, all of that kind of stuff. So it's so like I say raw now that I feel that I can explore with my lyrical content more so um, than what it used to be able to. Like, yeah. to some... were you were you trying to were you trying to sort of write something that you thought people would like to begin with? but it wasn't, it wasn't really you. Was that part of the problem? Definitely. I think I was trying to find, you know, when they say you need to find your sound, you need to have one specific genre, which I feel quite hard to fit into because every day you could be inspired by something different. Um, so I think I was trying to be more commercial than honest. Um, and now I've kind of just learned just to be honest with it. And people, again, you know, will like it or, or not, really. So, and this time round, like I've because of my theatrical, I wouldn't say theatrical background, but because I love theatre, I I love to go quite high 
um with notes and and like make it quite melodic let's say but in quite a, a different way so i can explore my vocals within a song um now more so than when i first started i was trying to just stick to the you know the verse the chorus the bridge it kind of you know that kind of vibe whereas now i just take it wherever it naturally goes do you feel as a as a young artist there is a kind of overriding pressure to to make something that's quite commercial and actually do you really ever know what is commercial or do is it just a perception of what is commercial i think for me it's kind of a a perception because like i hear one song and i think wow like i love that hear another so sure and the like I say that you know the choruses and everything like they're sometimes put in the start as a hook and it's it's so vast now I think that's what's like open my mindset to think yeah let's let's play around with this because structure is not always the best way to go um because it, it keeps you it keeps you alert do you know what I mean because sometimes you think oh here's another chorus and then it goes to something else and I think that's interesting and I I do want to always keep my music as well as honest but quite interesting for people so that they're, they're gripped to it yeah I, I can see emerging at the moment and maybe this has always been there maybe, maybe if I if I thought about it honestly maybe I think well actually it's probably always been there but like very much at the moment I feel that there's there's definitely the emergence of commercial pop artists who are working on sort of collaborations uh well-produced pieces of pop which fit into a kind of radio friendly mold etc but there's but alongside that there are some amazing artists coming through at the moment who are literally bending genres and bending the rules in terms of music and actually producing stuff that's actually really quite catchy etc but it's you couldn't necessarily define it as one thing and 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 there's a, a certain, definitely a sense of real personality about it i've you know i think of uh, bands like the dinner party that's you heard them yeah no, I... oh go and check it out just weird but really cool and you just think oh that's so good that we're getting that kind of independent personality coming through in songs and and you said even even sort of troubling the, the charts you know occasionally you'll get someone that comes along that's much more folky for example or much more you know rooted in sort of folk pop as opposed to sort of you know modern production beat pop and and stuff like that and you think that's great it's great that that's coming through yeah Do definitely do you kind of feel there's a great opportunity at the moment to to actually put something out there which is completely you and actually there is an audience for it? Yeah, I, I think I think there is. Um, again, it's to a degree, isn't it? Because as you say, the charts that they are very much you know like it's it's pop radio friendly and and different genres. And I I don't know if you find, but a lot now I notice that they're bringing back older songs but putting them into their own versions um mm. but i also like you know when like stranger things came out and then they brought um kate bush back and she was in the charts that just threw it all off because i think that's such a lovely song like, i think it's so good and um 
I think to bring that back allows more space for newer artists with their own sound. It doesn't necessarily Kate Bush's song follow the the trend of what's in the charts now necessarily, but it's an amazing song within itself. So I think that's allowed myself and other artists that want to just portray themselves kind of make their way into yeah, it. Yeah, that's an interesting point. I do think that happens from time to time. I do think like something just hits the charts and maybe it is you know bringing back an, an older song or or something that you know is just been revisited but enable as you say yeah then enable space for other artists to go oh actually that's that's a bit of me that is that's the kind of thing that i like doing and suddenly it awakens a whole uh new sort of era of that kind of music where yeah. people people are experimenting i mean may as i say maybe it's always been there this kind of push and pull between the the, the kind of i wouldn't say blandness of pop you know chart music but everything else but to some extent the blandness of uh chart music and everything else you know yeah what's uh what are you working on at the moment so i'm working on um bringing out well releasing my first single um as a solo artist this year uh because a few years ago i um i was in a band and we released our own music then um and that was kind of churches pale waves 80s kind of vibes it was very synth heavy and um, nice. yeah yeah that was a lot of fun and now i'm even though it was a few years ago it takes you time to like write songs that you truly love yourself so i've started to write some and um i'm hoping to well i'm going to be releasing like i'm hoping to release an ep this year but i know for a fact i want to release a couple of singles um so i'm working on them at the moment um, and what what sort of sound are we going to hear within that so see this is when i was younger the pressure of fitting into one genre um whereas now i kind of like to vary it so i'm I like the idea of having like my first single will be Remember and that's going to be um, quite an acoustic sound um, with a few like acoustic like drum hits here and there. So that's going to be like my chilled one. And then I want to, I always gravitate to this kind of like synthy sound as well, but like, you know, where vocals are, are not auto-tuned, but they're put in the background and they're reversed. So yeah, I love yeah, yeah, yeah. vocals and and chucking them in so that's kind of i'm still exploring them because i'm just writing on a guitar you can kind of go anywhere with them so um, okay so let's explore it in terms of maybe what's what else is out there and then and then we'll get an idea of what's going on in stevie's head okay so in terms of production if it could, if you could give me sort of one or two albums that you've been listening to where you go that's the kind of production i'd love to be able to achieve if on on this sort of thing who who would that be so um one of them would still be pale waves um because I just i love that they explore with the synth yet the live instruments um so it would most probably be their second album um Great. and then i do also uh that whole of, record label by the way i think is great oh, yeah. Yeah. yeah 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 such a an underrated band i think in some ways 1970 mm. 
great live. Um, and then it would be like Avril Lavigne as well, because I really like that mm -hmm. kind of her um, Let It Go album. Yeah, earlier Avril Lavigne. Early, yeah, yeah. He's kind of still, I felt it kind of goes quite poppy and quite commercial in some of her other ones. Whereas you can, if you just strip it back, you can hear her rawness in her first few albums. So I, I like that. There was sound. an energy I feel in her early work that that was perhaps lacking slightly later on where it got very polished. Yeah. There was kind of a, kind of almost a punky rawness in the, in the early stuff, which I really, really enjoyed. And then it, then it got quite orchestral and, and stuff later on as well, which was, you know, and her voice can do it. I mean, she she's she's got very, she's definitely got two types of voice. Yes, yeah. Apple. She has got this kind of punk type voice, and she has got this kind of really beautiful singing voice as well. And I, you know, she can merge the two. But probably out of the whole lot of it, I'd probably prefer the earlier stuff. So okay, that that helps. Now, if you were to tour with someone if you could choose to be the support artist for for a band or a, an artist who would that be because that would give us some idea of kind of maybe what sort of audience not not necessarily genre but what sort of audience you feel might actually appreciate your music i think i go back to pale waves again because i think they're a very mm. open audience. um also actually i do I do like the way that Youngblood conducts himself on stage because his fans oh. are there for him, but they're there just to completely forget who they are and just be in that moment. And I think if I could choose an audience, it would be an audience like that just, they leave everything at the door and they just come, they have a good time and they're just able to completely be themselves. So that's the kind of audience that I feel that I we could bounce off of, if that makes sense. Uh, no, that makes total sense. I'm writing these down, of course, because uh, we will tag these people in. Uh, oh. Whether they ever look or not is entirely up to them. Uh, but if you do, uh, then, uh, then you know, who knows what could happen in the future. So, so for this year, we're looking at getting getting some songs out, EP, etc. What about other parts of the business? Do Do you feel like, do you feel that you need to like develop other parts of a brand stroke business as well these days in order to, 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 to achieve what you need to achieve? Do you feel like, you know, I mean, you've got a very strong look. Do you, do you feel like, you know, merch could be in there or stuff like that as well? Yeah, I do. Um, I would love to have my own merch and things like that out. Um, I think for me, it's like, because it's so now social media heavy, um, when I was younger, like I didn't have phone till my teens, like you know. So, but so it is for me. I'm not the most technical person. So when it's so, you know, you've got to advertise everything. Um, that's an area that I need to work on personally to then push out merch and and things. I mean, I I do want physical copies of an EP to sell at gigs because um, I just love having that physical like yeah cd ep there and um so i think i would go down the route of the eps and like t-shirts <laughs> i do like getting like you know when you go and you buy a band t-shirt um so that that's down my route and for me i want to um because 
the end of well the middle of last year I started using a vocal um I as a vocal harmonizer so I'd like to develop my sound more um live so I use my piano my guitar and my vocal pedal at the same time not at the same time because I'll be a bit <laughs> oh no absolutely absolutely now listen also on uh on Instagram and and excuse me if I've picked up on this on the wrong timing or anything but uh, you shared a wonderful picture of you and your fiance uh, not that long ago. Um, does that mean are you now married, or is there a marriage on the horizon this year? So uh, we're looking at possibly twenty twenty five. Twenty twenty five. This year we're um, we're looking at getting a house, as all of us adults are supposed to do. Um, yeah, I suppose you have to, don't you? You know. So we're we're looking at that, and to be honest with my fiance, um, who I think is tuned in, hey Al, um, she's also very artistic as well. So um, it really helps in terms of like ideas, I suppose. And she's a tattoo artist, so as you notice, I've got quite a quite a few. So we relate on a really good level because our passion and our drive is like through our art. So like if if we don't know how to say something i'll sing it to her and she'll tattoo it so oh that's that's beautiful do, do you ever see you coming together with that in terms of y your creativity online do you feel that you could kind of blend her creativity and your creativity and put that online together um i would like to ideally like in my head for some of my songs i have um ideas of like a video and how i would want certain images to look um on like Spotify, iTunes and stuff. And I would love her to be involved in that. So like with her artistic talent, I would like her to create some artwork for me um, in that way. And for her to be in certain videos, cause it would just, yeah, mean a lot and is very personal. So I like, I like that idea. Maybe you could start a, a patron as well, where uh, people, if, if they, you know, put enough into the, into the pot, they get a personalised tattoo as well. That would be lovely. And you could, yes, exactly. You could combine that and you could have a whole fan base out there with with tattoos. Yeah, so Cassiette does that. She takes a tattoo artist around with her. Isn't that and great? There you go. You just sold us that now, haven't you? It's, oh, I, you know, I just come up with these things and then they happen. You know, it just, and it's what a, what a wonderful thing that would be. So T-shirt, tattoo. The music, the whole, the whole thing, the the big, the big uh, thing that you've got. Well, you've now got, you know, a year or so to think about it. Is what music do you have at the wedding? Oh, uh, we're like, I think we go down more of the live band route. But then yeah, just, I've had people have asked, oh, "Are you going to sing?" And I'm like, "No, no way. I don't want to no. sing." My wedding day, but um, yeah, we we don't, we haven't really. If anything, we thought about. Like what colour? Do you do you have a song for going down the aisle though? Do you have a song for that? Would you do? You, I'm putting um, you on the spot here, but you know. <laughs> um, well, one of the songs when I asked her to marry me was um, Elvis Presley. Um, so that's a potential. But we have like some songs for us that bring back memories of when we first met and that. So it's it's a real real mixture. So. We've got a year and a bit, I suppose, to decide that. Oh, have a have a think about it. Have a think about it. We we went down the aisle to um, we went down the aisle and came back out to two Maloko songs. We went down the aisle to the time is now. We came back out to sing it back. 
Uh, there you go. Um, and we had everybody dancing. In fact, I think we had everybody holding um, mini baboons as well. I don't know why. Can't remember um, why, why we chose that. But I just thought it was fun. Yeah, that's you want to make it fun, don't you? I mean, I'm all for tradi traditional in some elements, but we just want to make ours. So there's no pressure on anyone, you know, and first dances, everybody will be up with us. What was your first dance? Oh, that was dreadful. No, don't ask that. Really don't ask that. Okay, so the 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 disco part of the um, proceedings afterwards was organised by somebody else in the family. So I didn't have any choice in that. And I think the first song was uh, You Say It Best When You Say Nothing At All, which is really oh. repeating, isn't it? I know that which, one. <laughs> Uh, yeah, personally, I could have probably, and no offense, Ronan, but uh, probably could have thought of better songs than that. I, I think people should have, I think people should totally and utterly have whatever really suits them. Um, I, I did uh, club DJing for, for a while, and I actually got asked to do one wedding in Taunton at the race schools, okay, yeah, uh, yeah. which you would know very well. Um, and I didn't believe this. This is a story I haven't told before. Uh, I didn't believe this couple. They said to me, can you come along and can you bring your decks and can you bring music of a, of a particular sort? And I was like, yeah, but do they really want that? Because, you know, they're going to have people of all ages there and whatever. And they, I expect what they probably want are some of all of the disco classics and everything, you know, oops, upside your head and all of that. Like yeah. anyway, so I I took my decks, I took my records, but I also took my CDs and 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 whatever as well because I was thinking just in case. I got there, and this is no word of a lie. Um, they I was setting up, I'd set everything up. They came down from where you eat dinner at Taunton Racecourse, and they came into the room. There were there were like old people mingling, young people mingling, all all different age groups. And then the bride and groom arrived in what they were wearing. The bride ripped off of her, her dress. She was there in a bra and knickers. Uh, the, the groom literally ripped his shirt open and, you know, got down to his boxer shorts. And they go, come on then, we're having a rave. And they came over and they went, we want rave music. And they literally wanted a rave. And the rest of the evening was a rave. And Oh, that's different. I've never asked. Exactly. And I can tell you now, some old people were there like, <laughs> <laughs> it was hilarious. Um, but, you know, they enjoyed it. That's what they wanted. That's what they got. You know, I mean, it's, um, I think it's your day. It's your special day. And actually, I think if people, if people are there for you, make it what you want it to be. Yeah, know? exactly. I agree. That's, that's fantastic. So uh, um, if, St if Stevie wants a, a rave, there she is. She'll get that. I doubt. I doubt it. But you know, you never know. Listen, <laughs> it's been a, a pleasure meeting you. Um, are you playing? Are you playing any gigs uh, in the nearby area? Can, can can people come and see you? Yeah. So I'm playing. Um, I'll be playing at Taunton Cricket Ground quite a lot for. Well, look at that. To be a batsman there. There you go. It's <laughs> <laughs> playing there four four times this year. So they have like a beer and cider festival, cider again. Um, and then it's, uh, they obviously play the match and that. Um, they're also going to be, 
I think they've told people this, so I don't think I am. But they're going to be playing the Euros there on a big screen. Oh. Um, playing um, at the start and then in the middle. So oh. I've got local. Um, oh, I've got one on the 1st of Feb. Um, that is, I believe, Shepton Mallet Way. Nice. So I've got, I don't remember them. They're, they're more, the festivals come in the summer and then um, they just follow through. Like, I have got like a diary of all of my gigs. I've got a few weddings this year, but I don't obviously sing rave music. So, no. uh, yeah, so that's, that's what I love doing weddings. So, yeah. Do you, got... do you have a, I'll finish on this. Do you have a favorite local um, place to, for music? Is it is it somewhere in Bristol or is it um, some somewhere else? So I do um, I do really like playing Mr Wolves in Bristol. That's always a great atmosphere and time. And um, I actually play quite a lot at the Cobblestones in Bridgewater. Um, I know the owner quite well there, and it's it's always nice playing there. It's like a really friendly kind of atmosphere when I played, and um, I I do enjoy playing there. But to be honest, I'm the cricket ground. I enjoy playing most places like new or or ones i've been to many a times just because we should, we should get you over to chard sometime it's not that far you never know um uh, it occasionally we do have some pretty good gigs over here um lovely to talk to you um uh, if, if anyone's watching this by the way from the sort of somerset area and you're putting gigs on uh, um you know if you're watching from places like the cheese and grain or or the uh, the fleece in in bristol and uh you you know you've got a, an opportunity for stevie to to play a gig please do get in touch with stevie uh i'm sure she'd love to hear from you uh as she goes about uh finding places to play in 2024 it's been pleasure meeting someone from somerset yeah there and you go. uh if you're if you're ever this way um you're probably not interested in the cider mill down the road but i, I can probably find you a, a microbrewery for beer are you charged um, Chard, yeah. Yeah, I'm chard. You're I mean, chard. No. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> that is crazy. Yeah, it's such a small town, and we've never bumped into each other. I. That is mad. I'd never ever realised that. Well, listen, we we need to have a coffee sometime. We're we're we're, we're 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 definitely make that happen. I I never ever meet anyone from chard. See um, how? So yeah, we'll do it. There we go. We'll we'll make that happen. We'll take a photo uh, as 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 proof that that's happened. Stevie, have a great uh, rest of the afternoon. I can't believe you're in charge. I'm in Taunton tonight. I'm at the cinema. I'm going to see the the new Anthony Hopkins film, which looks amazing. Um, to... <laughs> sorry, what's that? I'm going to the cinema as well. Taunton tonight. Imagine if we bump into each other. <laughs> what What are you watching? Mean Girls. I, oh, I said Mean about... Girls. I said yeah. about. The really and now i'm but this is a musical so it's different well we we thought about that but i think my wife's going to go with a group of girls to watch mean girls because i think that's a you know is it i'm not saying it's not a boys film as well but it's a great girls night out um so yeah we're doing the deeper anthony hopkins one uh last week we watched that other comedy that's on at the moment i can't even remember the name of it but it's brilliant um oh, but no. there you go oh, yeah, i love it there we go. So it's a small world, folks. It's a small world. Um, hope you've enjoyed this. This has been Stevie Nicole Brown. We, now, uh, what song 
that you've got floating on Spotify at the moment, would you like me to add to the My Music podcast playlist so that people can hear a little bit of you sing? So um, I don't have my solo stuff, but you can actually listen to um, Stevie and the Masquerades, which is my older band, just to give you an idea. Um, and this song is called Her. That's what's going to get added. Stevie and the Masquerades and Her. And as I say, I will be, uh, you know, also making sure that Pale Waves and Youngblood are actually, uh, and, and Justin Hawkins, are all tagged in this as well as this goes out, um, just in case they they want to get you on one of their uh, tours or, or a podcast. That'd be brilliant. Until next time, next week, uh, this is Graham Co. with My Music. If you've enjoyed this, please do share it with your friends, your family, your dog, uh, whoever. If you haven't enjoyed this, well, bye. You can go away now. Uh, this is not uh, what you thought it was. I'm sorry about that. And uh, have a good weekend, everybody. Bye for now.